0: <laughs> and I hope you were absolutely dancing because in joy and in celebration of our sister, Brianna Taylor, it would have been her 27th birthday today. I know that the news is heavy. I know that our feelings are of angst, but when I see that sister, Picture Morgan, she literally looks like every Black woman's cousin, like a Black woman who just wanted to live. And I want to celebrate her today by starting off by just saying happy birthday to her and doing it in a joyous way. And I can't think of no better way to do it than CB Wonder. What? Happy birthday, Brianna! Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, yes. sister. Rest in yes. peace. Rest in power. Rest in joy. So, Morgan, welcome everyone to day five of Girl Check Black History Boot Camp. I am Vanessa, your girl, calling in from Washington D.C. One of the co-founders of Girl Check. I'm joined on the line by my dear friend Morgan. Say what's up, Morgan. <gasps> <laughs> the West Africa baby bam, 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 bam. Yes. And everyone, we have had thousands, thousands, thousands of women who have shared their testimonies around how this twenty one day boot camp is changing their lives. And every day we are celebrating a black woman, a foremother, and looking to the lessons that they have taught us for today. And we started out day five, which is the day that we're going to talk about Toni Morrison, wishing Brianna Taylor a happy birthday, Morgan. And I'm actually going to start this call, and this is just to help everyone set the intention before we get into the conversation and the facts and everything. I'm going to start the call by reading a Toni Morrison quote that's actually, and Morgan, you and I traveled down to the National Memorial for Peace, um, the National Lynching Memorial that Brian Stevenson did down there in Alabama. And it was beautiful for us us to travel down there with our team. And this is the quote that's on the beginning of when you first walk in. And everyone, no matter where you are right now, let your shoulders down. Breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Take a moment and set your intention for the next 30 minutes while I read this for you. And oh, my people out yonder, hear me. They do not love your neck unnoosed and straight, so love your neck. Put a hand on it, grace it, stroke it, and hold it up. And all your inside parts that they just as soon flop for hogs, you got to love them. The dark, dark liver, love it, love it. And the beat and the beating heart, love that too. More than eyes or feet, more than your life-holding womb and your life-giving private part. Hear me now, love your heart, for this is the prize. So we dedicate that to Brianna Morgan on this day that we celebrate Toni Morrison, who always gives Black women the words. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just, um, as you were asking us to set an intention, I was, I was questioning my own heart and spirit around what my intention for today's call and walk is, and it really is um, just one of like precise presence, like being authentic right now like saying the words that I really intend to say, like not performing. There's something that Toni Morrison taught us. She's so precise. She's so excellent. She's so excellent at what she does at capturing like what is real and what is sentient and what is powerful about our people. And I just, I wish, I wish that for us. I want that for myself. I want to stand in that power and that grace um, in every moment of my life, really. So that's my intention for today is to just show up on this call, even as a, as a baby step, as my authentic self. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. Mine too. If you have an intention out there, wherever you are calling from, and you want to share it with the world, because saying it and calling it and having someone else bear witness to it um, will attract it to you, feel free to um, hashtag Black History Bootcamp and share what your intention for this call and for this day and for this weekend is because this call will be the last call for this week, and we will pick back up on Monday with day six. So, we're taking a break for the weekend so that the thousands of women who've just joined can catch up on this boot camp and get them some knowledge, Morgan, because we dropping some facts. <laughs> Look, we, we are dropping Google. some facts. No, we didn't Google. We didn't Google the facts. <laughs> Sorry, honey, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Learning is is an individual sport, okay. Look, you can learn. You can learn, just get you a library card, learn, or or call into these calls, learn. Sure, we teach it. Ain't no shame in what you do not know, women. That's the first, that's the second lesson of the day. Ain't no shame. Well, let me just say this speaking of learning, there are white women, men, um, people who are just not our target audience who are calling into these calls, and I want to say. Um, that's, it's sometimes hard for me. I'm just going to be real. If I'm showing up as my real self, it's sometimes hard for me because I'm like, damn, can we have some sacred space? But I actually, if I'm thinking bigger and I'm calling myself to be bigger, I really do want to welcome you because you need to learn. You need to learn about Tony Morrison. You need to learn about Shirley Chisholm. But I ask you to do that in a way that doesn't take up space. Um, and I ask mm-hmm. you to um, make sure that that in taking up space, that you don't ask us to shrink, because we're going to say what we want to say, we're going to say it how we want to say it, and we invite you to listen, but do it in a way that's respectful of our sacred space. So, I've gotten a lot, a lot of text messages from some of my dear friends and then people I don't know um, asking for permission to join these calls. And part of even responding to the texts is just like, well, shit, I've been listening to white, I've been listening to white history my whole life, secretly trying to figure out y'all moves. So do the same here. You know what I mean? Just don't take up space. So I welcome you. Um, thank you for calling in. Thank you for all of the allies who have been sharing stuff, who have been like, listen, this black history Boot campus fire. I'm learning something. And I'm just being honest with you. I hope this is safe space to do that. Um, that just make sure that you you, um, you give space for black women to use this as, as our own forum. So. I love you. Yes, and some of Florida. y'all been raising money for Girl Trek. Yeah, that's a good lane. That's what I'm saying. Bring resources to <laughs> That's a good lane. That's a good lane. We, no. love, we love you all regardless. All right? Well, yes. So, so let's get our into it, Morgan. Did you see it? Oh, Did you no. See that I went to... I didn't. No. Yeah. No. Oh. It was. No, no, no. It was for um, George Floyd. And it was. The people of Ghana came together and gave him a traditional sending off ceremony. And, you know, if people people die here under um, a certain age as a young person, they wear black and red. So everybody wore black and red today. We came, there were singers and flutes and all kind of ministers from the government who came in. um, And they laid flowers um, and said the most beautiful prayer and then hung his name up on a wall of remembrance. Uh, and one of the things that the lady in the tourism department said, she was like, I just want to say to every person out there right now, you got a home and you can always come back home. And I was just like, well, let me right. amplify that on today's Black History Bootcamp right. in case you are feeling overwhelmed. I got a guest room here in Ghana. You can always come and stay here, get some sunshine, sunshine on your face. Look, you thousands of the women, y'all can't go to Morgan's guest room. It's reserved for me. Yes, you can't. Stop yes. playing, but yes, you are gonna put y'all over some Airbnb locations. Don't be doing that to my to my guest room. Stop playing. <laughs> that's, that's how black people be too. We be getting a gift and then we be lending the gift and we be like <laughs> listen, we don't believe in no no ownership like that. We I'm believe in cooperative economics. We believe Not in right. cooperative economics. That's what we believe listen. in. That's what the bad is. All right. So, Morgan, I'm going to drop these fast Toni Morrison facts for folks just so we can level set and get into this conversation. This is 60 Seconds, What You Need to Know About Toni Morrison. Take notes, lean in, pay attention. She was born Chloe Anthony Wolford on February 18th, 1931 in Lorain, Ohio. Her father, George Wolford, witnessed the lynching of his neighbors when he was just 15 years old, and he moved after that from Georgia to Ohio in hopes of escaping that violent racism in the Deep South morrison described her family and this is relevant to the daughters of as an intimate as intimate with the supernatural she said her grandmother just like my grandmother owned a dream book <laughs> wherein she would attempt to craft the symbolic code of her dreams for winning the numbers she went to the real hu howard university it was there that she adopted the name tony and became a oh, member there. of the ak <laughs> and became a member of the aka shout out to the akas who have joined the call she got a master's degree at Cornell, taught at Texas Southern University, later returned to Howard to teach, teach English and would go on to teach at several other universities. She was a senior editor in New York at Random House, and I love this because she was a sister's teacher. She was the driving force behind the rise of a lot of our favorite mid-20th century Black literature icons, including Uh, Tony K. Bambara, Angela Davis, Gail Jones. She even edited the book for Muhammad Ali. She was dope around pushing out people who she loved and being their champion. She didn't write her first novel, The Bluest Eye, until she was 39 years old. In 1988, this is another lesson for us, ladies. This is another lesson. In 1988, Maya Angelou rallied for her. She rallied 48 Black critics. To protest Morrison's loss of the National Book Award, she was like, "We ain't playing." They yes. wrote letters. They were yes. like, "This is bunk for yes. beloved." Yes, and they wrote it in a statement to the New York Times. It was quickly amended. And just two months after that statement, this is how you do it in our community. She won the Pulitzer Prize. Shout out to yes. my Angelou for writing for Tony. Oh look, that was Maya Angelou. Like yes, give me a shout out, all right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yes, for no. helping her to well, You know her she, prize. you know she lived here in Ghana. It got quiet, and I was like, okay Maya. Oh. Look, she's <laughs> talking <it> to us. <laughs> yes, last back In 1993, she was she was awarded the legendary Nobel Prize in Literature, becoming the first Black woman to do so. She passed away in New York on August 5th, 2019 at the age of 88. If you followed our Daughters of Conversation series and you saw the conversation between Nikki Giovanni and Angela Davis, you also know that she had a crew that was tight as a circle. I'm talking about Nikki Giovanni, Angela Davis, and that is something, Morgan, that I love about Toni Morrison. She was a woman's woman, and she she surrounded herself with other women. Yes. So those are all my facts. Did I miss anything? Do you got any other facts? No, that was good. That was good. And that her books is hard. You better get up in it. You better get up in it. You better read slow. I'm gonna tell you because I know because of her precision actually that I actually yeah. will read a sentence and I'll be you know how you start like underlining and you underline the whole page, you're like, fuck it, let me go back. <laughs> I don't even understand. She harsh. I mean she hits it with each one of them sentences. She's the most powerful writer I know of just hits it yeah. and so powerful. It's just so heavy on your soul. You're like, yes, 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 Tony Morrison. So yeah. um, no, I particularly thought job. it was really, thank you. I particularly thought it was perfect alignment today. I literally, I yeah. just, alignment is my 2020 word that it would be Breonna Taylor's birthday. And I'm talking yes. about, and I, my first topic of conversation, Morgan, is to acknowledge because just like you said earlier, this is actually a safe space. space. So I want to acknowledge the hurt actually that black women feel because we give so much to the movement and we need the movement to give more to us and so in this time where we are on the streets as we should be for our brother George Floyd in this time where we have been on the streets as we should be for our brother Ahmad in that is this black women are dying they are dying through trauma they are dying at the hands of their spouses like one of our members who was killed in a murder-suicide last week. They are dying at the hands of police. Um, They are dying from being unseen. And Toni Morrison was the writer who said, I see you. I see you. I celebrate you. I see you in the fabric of your fullness of your life and how you are and how you show up. I'm going to talk about you in our dialect with our cadence, with our words. And I just thought, wow, I'm so glad we are talking about her on this day. where We're talking about Brianna, because I know a lot of black women on this call are hurt in this moment and feel like we are not giving her the due she deserves in this moment. And so I hope that we have a pavement party for her today, Morgan. And that when women hit yeah. the speech and listen to that pay- and playlist, that you raise your hands up, that you be like, sis, we got you, we got you, and that we really celebrate her because we can celebrate ourselves as Salon said gives our own self the awards and the attention that we need. So we will rally for Brianna. And in today's email, we had two really important calls to action. So please read them. Sign the petition at change.org. There's still not been charges filed against her murderers. Sign the petition. And because it is her b- birthday, join the hashtag birthday for Brianna activism that is happening online. We posted several action items that you could do, including calling to Louisville, Kentucky, and telling them, we are not going to play, nor sit, nor rest until charges are filed. Mm. Y'all, there's there's 60,000 people who are on here. We can make a change if we just do those three things. We have, like, incredible power. Overnight, we, or in, over the last 24 hours, we grew 20,000 members on our Instagram at Girl Trek. So I'm saying we have power to shift things. Let's do it. So if everybody follows up on those action steps, I think we can make some moves. We can make some of these. yeah. Yes, we can. So Morgan, I told look, y'all, I didn't already I, we don't we don't plan to have pre-calls before the calls because we want to be real and fresh and have real live conversations. But I was crying this morning, I had to call my friend. I had to call my friend and now I actually have to talk to my co-founder partner, but I was telling my friend this morning, I burst into tears writing the email and writing the quote um from Tony Morrison, freeing yourself was one thing claiming ownership of that for itself was another. And Morgan, I was telling you that I burst into tears because I'm struggling with that right now, recognizing, and I mentioned it maybe on day one, I'm going through a divorce. And one of the things that's happening with my divorce is I'm realizing that my time was always allocated to somebody else and not me. And over these last couple of months, as I have had time for myself, I realized I don't even know what to do with it. I don't even know how to live in the world without being in service to a husband, in service to a movement. Um, you know, or, or bogged down by other people's obligations. And I need to, I have the freedom, but I need to claim ownership of that freedom, as Tony was saying. And this is for every Black woman out there. I am witnessing all of y'all do the exact same damn thing. No, but I'm gonna but tell you about it. Let me just, tell, you. Let me just yeah, tell, you. tell them, let let me tell, just, them. Let tell them, just, tell them, tell, y'all. tell them, break it down. Our team of 15 Black women have been more busy during COVID than we, yeah. than we was before because yeah. free time and free space requires you to look on yourself. And that shit is hard in an oppressive society that tells you you ain't nothing. And so I'm telling you, yeah. like, if you feel like you have to schedule yourself wall to wall because you can't even sit in freedom because freedom feels painful, then I'm telling you yeah. that we better sit through the pain so that we can experience our liberation, y'all. We better sit through the pain so we can, we can experience the fullness of who we are on this planet. We got to do it. We got to do it. What were you saying? I think- no, I was listening. I was thinking, how how am I do it? How are you going to sit with it? Um, just this weekend, Morgan. Let's let's practically speaking, how are we going to sit with this? And then, yeah. and we're not going to talk to anyone until Monday. We'll be back on Monday with day six. So, how are you going to sit with it? Give let's give a few suggestions real time with Team. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Let me think of it. I mean, I I had to slow my entire life down, Vanessa. Like mm-hmm. my entire life was all about performing, was was performing wellness, was performing Mm -hmm. aptitude, was performing for other people to think that I was worthy. And I had to slow all of that down. So, you know, as this little baby is walking by me on this sunny day in Africa, like everything is slowed down for me. And I I don't think that it's a place. I actually think it's a mindset that where you require something that is bigger in your life. And for me, you know, it's funny, I, when I was, I used to be married to a really wonderful man named Keith Dixon, and he, and he got a job in Connecticut, and I was in Connecticut on time, and I was in Woolworth or not Woolworths, because I'm not six years <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Woolworths and all the grandmas who used to go get those brown tights that didn't match our skin tone, but we were like, we're going to be out here in these tights from Woolworths. <laughs> I was at CVS, and I walked in the door in CVS. And I'm talking about which in the, is the last Woolworths, by the way, how did Woolworths used to be the bomb? I don't know how we'd have dropped down to CBS because Woolworths used to be the bomb, but keep going. They was, they was, they was. But I walked into CBS and this little white lady clenched her purse, she grabbed her purse, and it upset yeah. me so much, Vanessa, that I literally called my brother and I said, Since I have been in this place, Connecticut. I felt my posture shrink, like my shoulders were hunched. I was like literally trying to get small enough to not to scare these white people. And my brother who has been my biggest, you know, Kevin, he's been my biggest champion my whole life. He's never been mad at me. My whole life got so infuriated. He was like, if you don't Mm -hmm. stand up, if you don't take up space, you know what I mean? He was like, don't you ever shrink yourself. And I feel like, and I can only speak for myself, that for years I've been trying to shrink myself into a place where freedom um, feels comfortable, my freedom feels comfortable for other people. And so I have to stop that. So I think the first thing you have to do is decide that you're going to be big, that you're going to be actually free, that you're going to wield your arms and your sexiness and your laughter and your, your good looks and everything, your big full lips, your big round body, that you are going to be actually physically free. And what helped me with that is actually being in my body is being in my body because I feel like black women have for so long divorced themselves from their physical bodies to survive that the first thing we have to do is reunite in our own bodies to experience freedom. Right. Um, so that's what I, that's what I've been doing over the last couple of years. And so this, you know, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to look for property that I I can tell you I'm going up to the mountains to look for property tomorrow. Um, that's going to be super exciting. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what else I'll do. I'll definitely go for a walk, even on our time off. What are you going to do? Well, last night I started teaching myself African dance on YouTube. It's not going that great. But, <laughs> but I'm going to stick into the game because I'm like, look, look these, hips, these hips in 2020 is going to conjure up some stuff, y'all. These hips, these shoulders, I'm about to be gyrating all the goodness. So if you've got a YouTube video for me. And actually, I was – um, shout out to Coach Cass, who does – and, Lord, let me say this right, Kakua Fitness. If I say it wrong, say it correctly <laughs> again, Morgan. Yeah, Kakua Fitness. Kakua Fitness. Yeah. Yes. Now, her, her dance classes are more fitness, and I was like, I'm going to work up to that. But I just started with some regular dance classes of just like how I used to be at UCLA when I'd be in the grass, just trying to be with the trying to do it. Drum, to do it. <laughs> Listen, so I'm going to be in my African dance class moves. And really, to your point, though, connecting with my body. I have, I, I was telling this to a friend, Morgan. I have been, I'm gonna post this, I'm gonna post some video, cause I'll be videoing myself even on the I have been dancing up a goddamn storm, excuse my language, in my living room. I mean, I have been praise dancing, Morgan. I have been doing twerking, <laughs> I have been doing African <laughs> dance. I have a go full on Alvin Ailey performances. It has been so. Shout out to Janine. Janine, who does rhythm therapy yes. and journey dance. Like, I've been using Janine's veil and just going through my house and the energy. So, dancing is, I've been really into it and I've loved it. So, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going yeah. to dance a dance in honor of Tony uh, Morrison and Anne Brianna. So, that's how I'm definitely going to be just kind of freeing myself. Um, which is oh, yeah, And that. I have an affirmation, Morgan. I have an affirmation. Actually, what you were saying okay, really inspired me. And it's actually a Toni Morrison quote, one of my favorite quotes. So our affirmation for today, y'all, is going to be, you are your best thing. You are. Mm. And she said mm. that you are your best thing, Sethy, You are is really the quote. But go ahead and just say it to yourself because she was talking to you. You are your best thing. You are. Say it at every moment, around every corner, in any space of darkness or doubt. You are your best thing. You are. So that's going to be my quote um, and my affirmation for today. Vanessa, you know how you yes. were talking about, you know how you were talking about how Toni Morrison changed her name? When I yes. was reading, I was reading her obituary in the New York Times, which I highly recommend reading her, but Toni Morrison's obituary in the New York Times. It's beautifully written. One of, I okay. got like chills a little bit because she changed her name when she went to Howard. Now, i I know that ain't unique because when you go to Howard, you change your name. Right. But that's when I changed my name too, and I was like, "Oh, I should tell Vanessa that." Also, I got chills because um, Cici is my sixth great grandmother's name, who came from the Gold Coast of wow. Africa. It's all the exact same name, same way, and I didn't even know it until just like three or four years ago when I did all that ancestry research. Um, and her name was Cici Woodyard. Up. and yeah. And she was as no, brave as CP. Yeah, she was as brave as CP in the book um, because she named her t- her first two sons Neptune and Jupiter. My my sixth great grandmother. Oh, I, said, I you, love that. Can you imagine like being stolen from your homeland on the Gold Coast of Africa, yeah. being brought into cold ass Baltimore Harbor where she's buried now, and saying, you know what? I don't even speak this this language, but I know what I'm going to name my son. It's going to be after planetary. Ooh. Oh, come on now jupiter and neptune <laughs> like, come on, yeah. it was great well morgan speaking of even ancestry i was talking to laurie harris who's also a part of the girl Trek community this morning she's a happy black woman project i believe and Lori was saying thank you to girl trek for and this is powerful we are doing a daughter's we're doing a lot of stuff y'all we are getting. We have been getting black women to say they're who they are, the daughters of. And Lori was saying she wouldn't have even known about the history of heart disease in her family if she hadn't started researching her ancestry because of Girl Trek. Wow. And it's just like wow. to know our to know our names, to know our history. Like that's what this moment is about. That's what the Girl Trek movement is about. We walk. We celebrate. We talk. We say their names. And Morgan, speaking of names, I have, this is actually, um, and Toni Morrison uh, changing her name. She had, I read this quote from her. She said, and she said this later in her life. She said, I am really Chloe Anthony Wolfert. That's who I am. I have been writing under this other person's name. I write some things now as Chloe Wolfert, private things. I regret having called myself Toni Morrison when I published my first novel, The Bluest Eye. And I was telling you um, earlier, I was like, dang, I love it because I just don't think of Toni Morrison as making mistakes. And I don't think of Toni Morrison of making mistakes and then publicly admitting that I have this really big regret. And yet I was grateful because I was like, Black women, we are tight. We can be hesitant to change our minds. We can be so dogmatic that we hold on to rituals and things that don't serve us for so long. And if yeah. if Toni Morrison Morrison can say I regret calling myself Toni Morrison and say it at the end of her career and just be okay with that, we can say I regret and insert xi ain't I'm gonna put the X in because you're about to tell y'all. You're about to tell you I'm not it.
1: We can say your
0: all I can. I regret. Say it, and then release it, and make a change. Be like, I regret this thing. It was a mistake. It's okay to so search to make mistakes. Oh, okay, are okay, imperfect. Enough. What? Did, what? But what do you regret? One thing that you regret. Let's model it. Oh God. Well, easily, I regret being in a marriage for nineteen years where I never asked for what I needed and allowed myself to um, only receive what I was taking. Yeah. Well, that's a big one. Oh no, damn, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> no, no, it's a big one. No, I'm you telling know, you, there's people out there it. need to hear yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. No no no. I I mean I have a similar regret of marrying somebody who was my friend but who I wasn't in love with and accepting that because I thought that's all I, I could get. He was he was awesome. And I thought I thought it was all I could get. And it turns out I was wrong. Um and I also actually regret <laughs> You got one again <laughs> good! You got the, the <laughs> Come universe. On, it's be mysterious. quiet. I learned this new word, Morgan. The universe is fastidious in its giving. We are miserly in our taking. I want y'all to hear me. The universe is fastidious in its giving. It gives all the goodness. We are the ones who are miserly in our taking, so we got to take more. Yes. No, 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 no. You're right. I also, this is an important regret, actually. I actually regret not having sex earlier. I, like, I was real, oh. real saved and sanctified my whole entire life. And. Mm-hmm because i was so tight in that and i understand why i understand and respect my um spiritual history and my and my family's mm-hmm. church history i respect that yeah. but because i was so tight the first man i was ever with had such power over me um yeah. that i made terrible decisions in my life which is why i changed my name actually because i needed i yeah. needed to save my life and I needed to save yeah. my life by redefining myself for myself. And so I went from my given name, which is Tanya, and started calling myself by my family name, which was Morgan. And then I got married and it became Morgan Dixon. Um and so I just wish actually that I had a better command over my over my own pleasure. Um before I got mm-hmm. got with this monster. Um so it's a big regret I have actually. So Yeah, it's funny me it's for, not funny, yeah. and thank you for sharing that. But it's actually the Thematically, when you're saying that, I was thinking because Toni Morrison writes a lot about that. She writes so much yeah. about like sensuality and sexuality and the idea of loose women versus not loose women and our perception around who is acceptable and not. And she just, and it's something that I love because we are, we say this all the time, but dear allies listening in, we're not a monolith, right? Like we are right. such di- so diverse as Black women. And Toni Morrison was one of um, the writers who did it best in saying that. Some of us is waiting until marriages. Some of us, like, shoot, I don't regret, girl. I was like, my little 15-year-old boyfriend. But, you know, we out here just learning, y'all. I don't regret those choices. I made on that one. Like, God bless Buster in Seattle. Look, shout out to my little 15-year-old boyfriend. But, look, I'm just grateful for Toni Morrison and that she talked about all of those things because we need to be talking about it more. I am grateful for this call, Morgan, to be able to talk to you about this and I mean, we're getting ready to wrap yeah. up, and I'm grateful to everyone um, who's called in and who has talked and walked with us. This has been beautiful. There, you know, there's a great interview of her on the Google page. She was talking to, I think, like, the Google staff or something, Toni Morrison, because they can afford to book Toni Morrison, <laughs> clearly. Right. And, you know, she was just like, whatever, let's get this over with. I'm pretty sure she had, like, two shots of gin, because she was real loose on the stage. <laughs> so she was just sitting there. Right. And somebody asked her about, like, a love affair or something in a book. And she almost her memory like recited the whole sex scene in like vivid, fastidious details, right? Like yeah. was, I mean she was just like and it and everybody was so flush in the face and she was just she looked at him and just watched them all squirm. It was so good. I was like, girl, oh, that power oh not girl. Mama Mama told me, own oh, that power I was like, woo I was so excited to watch it. So if you get a chance, you guys should all watch that that interview. It was very yeah. amazing. It was good. Hey, Morgan, I like to uh, say that I Google "fastidious." I don't think I would use it correctly. <laughs> no, I, I'm supposed to be. I'm pretty supposed, supposed to be my teacher your friend. You're not supposed to have me the there. No, that's why I was laughing because I was like, if um, <laughs> the universe could be anything, fastidious. I had just never thought of it in those ways. <laughs> but be, but get me get the word. Give me word. Somebody teach me the word. Look, this is why Morgan is my homegirl. Though this is what you need to know. Everybody got a superpower. My superpower ain't spelling and it ain't grammar. And I don't know though they're there they there for all y'all Twitter Nazi people who be coming for me. I don't know all that. But Morgan be having my back. She be good, she be texting me and she be emailing me and she be like, sis, that was not the right word. Don't say it like that. Don't do that. And that's also sisterhood. So i want to personally Thank you for that, fun. Morgan. Um, as we wrap oh, up today, welcome, we have too. a yeah. I wanna wrap up um, actually though with the voice of Tony Morrison because man. In this moment, she says um, right now where we just need to be reminded um, in this space of who we are, this clip for me and what she says was a really good reminder. So I'm going to leave it for everyone um, as you go out on your walk today trying to get ready to play it. Please be safe. Wear your mask. Catch up on any of the boot camps that you didn't miss that you missed um, over the week. They'll be on GirlTrip's Instagram. And catch us back here on Monday. Look for your email. Tag all of your friends and let them know to join us on Monday. We love, love, love you. Um, Happy birthday, Brianna. Please follow the action items in the email and and carry these words of Tony with you.
1: White people and possibly equal as it does black people. I always knew that I had the moral high ground all my life. I always thought those people who said I couldn't come in the drugstore and I had to sit in this funny place, I couldn't go in the park. I did. And I thought they knew that I knew that they were inferior to me. Morally, I always thought that and my parents always thought that you said your father was racist because he always felt like he was he always superior thought, That's right. He always felt superior and that was a form, you know of, of defended of defensive racism, but if if the racist white person I don't mean the person who is examining his Consciousness and so on doesn't understand that he or she is also a race It's also constructed. It's also made and it also has some kind of serviceability, but when you take it away, I take your race away, and there you are, all strung out, and all you got is your little self. And what is that? What are you without racism? Are you any good? Are you still strong? You still smart? You still like yourself? I mean, these are the questions. It's part of it is, yes, the victim. How terrible it's been for black yeah, people. But you don't like that. I'm not a victim. I refuse to be one. And the victim is the other person who is morally inferior. And that's, who where, that's, a whole, that's a serious question. And who has to hold on to racism for his or her own self-esteem and definition. If you can only be tall because somebody's on their knees, then you have a serious problem. And my feeling is white people have a very, very serious problem. And they should start thinking about what they can do about it.